Ooh boy. Feels like it's been months since we've done this. And it has only been, in fact, not not even two of the weeks. But just so much has changed for us, our lives, our hobbies. Mm -hmm. Um, And I... uh, Actually, could you do me a favor real quick? Could you uh, open that Gatorade bottle for me? Okay. Go on. There you go. Come on. You, I believe in you. It is wet. Yep. Uh-huh. There you go. <sighs> Damn it. There you go. I was struggling to open that. This <laughs> that was your opening bit. <laughs> you couldn't open a fucking Gatorade. <laughs> it hurt my little fingies. Hello. Hello. That was your whole opening. You built that up so much. I didn't build it up so much. I just said, oh, I have a thing. And then you're like, no, no, I'm going to. But was that not more challenging than a Gatorade bottle should be to open? I mean, I guess. Now, fuck you. You're the worst kind of person. (laughs) Hello, I'm Connor. And I'm Sam. We are the Dungeon Bros, though we are not brothers. Nor are we in a dungeon. (sighs) But we can open Gatorades if you're me. I, I was able to open, like, the, another one just fine. It, it was like that particular one was challenging to Clearly me. Clearly, your bloodline is weak. Fair. <laughs> it's very valid. Now, our love of Magic the Gathering has uh, grown quite a bit. Expansively. It is expanded. We we both kind of said, you know what, at Gen Con, we'll do this thing, because our buddy Darren won. He said, you should come play, you should come do the Learn to Play Magic. And we're like, yeah, we'll spend the 44 bucks, and that'll be it. Mm-hmm. We were wrong. Yeah. Oh, very wrong. Very wrong. We've got. Oh boy. Yeah. We have a well. Well, for one, the Gen Con event was quite very fun. Oh, it was yeah. a very good deal too. We there were four of us, four friends in a pod. Uh. So we and we all got pre-con commander decks mm-hmm. that I thought were all fairly well designed. Oh yeah. And we got tickets to redeem for packs and other su- such stuff at. The event. Which we did. Which we did. We pulled all of them and we got an entire draft box of Dungeons and Dragons and a couple stray packs as mm-hmm. well. Like because we had extra Strixhaven, I believe. Yes. And so we acquired a good number of cards and they just kind of sat largely unused. And mm-hmm. we played Commander with each other a couple a of times one on one, though the balancing on that's a bit off. It is and yeah. But I pulled out my old Theros cards from 2013-2014 when I first played Magic the Gathering in my life. And only time up until now played Magic the Gathering in my life. Uh, Sam, over on our... We have new shelves as we well. We did. We purchased them. We purchased some shelves. And on those shelves, we have a Magic the Gathering shelf now. Mm-hmm. And there's two unopened draft boxes for... Yep. Waiting uh, for my birthday my birthday celebration. Yes. For the Forgotten... We have a Forgotten Realms one and a Dominaria United one. Uh, our friend Darren came over and we popped a, a Crimson Vow box as well with yep. him. He Just also had a he also had a um, a Midnight Hunt ready to go, but we didn't yeah. we didn't get to it because it was late already. Um, I bought I I made a uh, did a bunch of single card purchases to make a new commander deck. I have I have yet to do any singles purchasing, um, but I have been playing the fuck out of Magic the Gathering Arena at work. Um, hopefully none of my coworkers are listening. The chances of that happening are slim to none, unless your name is Chris, in which case, yeah, that's why that's why I don't talk to people a lot on Party Line anymore. Because <laughs> he is too focused getting his ass kicked. <laughs> I'm too focused on honing my green-white life gain deck that I got for historic format, whatever the fuck that means. Worst. Uh, some other things that I want to get to. Um, why is everyone shitting on the Rings of Power? I don't know. I'm enjoying it. Lord, like, it's like kind of great. If I'm being completely honest, like I'm biased. I'm very biased. You, you are. Uh, you do have a deep love of Lord of the Rings. But like this show is good, good, like actually good. I think it does very well to one tell a story, two keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a lot of dead space, oh, and no. three. Um, harken back to the Peter Jackson movies without oh, yeah. copying them exactly. Oh my gosh. There's so like, and people are like, oh, the CG looks terrible. It's like, it doesn't for one, like the CG does not look like watch any of the Marvel Disney plus shows and tell me that the CG looks t- in the rings of power looks terrible. Oh yeah. No. Like it, it's night and day one to one. And there's so much practical stuff that they do. 
like sure some stuff is shot on a green screen and yes yeah, some, some monsters are CG mm-hmm. it fucking looks great yeah the story is great there's a lot of mystery I love there's like a bunch of different subplots going on the most recent episode it seems like the subplots are going to merge a little bit it does yeah some people think that Galadriel is like a Mary Sue which I think is fucking stupid because for one she was always a warrior princess elf one of the she, oldest of elves I was gonna say she's been doing this for Ever. Ever, literally. <laughs> just just because she has grown so old and wise and a leader that needed to be protected uh, by the time of Lord of the Rings doesn't mean that in her youth she wasn't a fucking badass. And also, she's not a Mary Sue because she has a giant character flaw, which is her pride and arrogance. <laughs> like, that is going to eventually be overcome by the time we see her in Lord of the Rings. Anyway, great show. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, who do you think is Sauron? Who do I think is Sauron? Yes. Hmm. I I have spoilers I, if you haven't seen the show. There's some character names in. We don't know who, exactly who Sauron. We don't is know. Yet. Um. I have a feeling that uh. It's it's. I don't think it's the uh, elf who is referred to as the father by the orcs. I don't think it's him. I know a lot of no. people think it's him. I don't no. think it's him. Adar. No. Adar. Yes. I don't think it's Adar. I have I have few. Honestly, I'm not sure. You're not sure? I'm, who you do don't you even think? have a guess? Who do you think? I almost feel like we just haven't met him yet. I know there are a lot of people, there's plenty of, of theories on, on who it is, but personally, I just think we haven't met him, or we've like met him in the background. I think we have decidedly met him. Who do you think? Halbrand. You think it's Halbrand? I think it's Halbrand. So one of the theories I've seen is that Halbrand will be eventually become um, the Lich King, and I I personally I just I just like that. Theory. I think that were I think I would be okay with that, but I think it spoilers for the Rings of Power. This Again. isn't a spoiler cast, though. That's a good idea when the Rings of Power is done to do a spoiler cast. I'm all for that. Um, do a big rewatch and then do a spoiler cast. Yes, there's a lot of content. The, when Galadriel and Halbrand are imprisoned in Numenor. Mm-hmm. He's the one with the silver tongue. For one, when they arrive in Numenor, he's the one with the silver tongue that, like, gets them some level of freedom. He's the one that's obsessed with forging Hmm. and crafting. When we find Halbrand on the ocean, he is very quick to get rid of all these fucking people. And then also very quick to save Galadriel for some kind of purpose, possibly to, I don't know be Sauron the deceiver and deceive her and manipulate her like he is known to do during this time and then when she is imprisoned he basically gives her the fucking blueprint for how to talk her way into getting the Numenorians to do what she wants hmm. I could see that there's a lot going on there my only my only like hesitation with that is when we do see the uh, like the scenes of him alone Mm-hmm. Um, like the the very last one, of the last scenes in the last episode where he's like, she's like, here's your pouch, and he's like, well, I'm not coming. Throws down the pouch. Well, then he comes back and grabs it. But there's no one there to watch that. I th- that's fair. that's the only like that's one of the only things that I like throws a maybe throws a maybe it's to throw us off the scent. I think that's what that is. I think that's a red herring to fuck with the audience more than anything. Because even in the scene before where he's interacting with Galadriel and she's trying to convince him to go to that meeting, I feel like he's trying to manipulate her to get her guard down because she's the one that ends up opening up to him a lot. But I digress. Obviously, the stranger is Gandalf. Yes, I that you know. <laughs> It, they, know, there's so many Gandalf-like uh, tendencies that he, do, he does. 100%. And, and it'll 100% explain the his affection for the halflings. Mm-hmm. Um, don't ask about House of Dragon. I've seen the first episode. It seems fine. I saw a TikTok today that said, so if you're not in the nerd community, um, the Lord of the Rings fandom is split on whether things are Tolkien enough or not. And in House of Dragons, everybody's cheering for incest every week. Yep. Don't fuck your sister, kids. Don't. Yeah. Or your brother. Don't. Yeah. Or your cousins. <laughs> your cousins. Or any, or any, any, any Targaryen shit. Yes. Now. Keep it in your pants. <laughs> now, at this point, we don't have a name for this bit yet. No, we don't. This is new. We w- This is a new bit that we want to get going. We've been. It's fantasy football season. It's football season. 
The NFL has kicked off, as you would say. I'm as big, they do at the beginning of each game. Of course. And I am a big fan of the fantasy footballs. I'm in two leagues, one work league, one uh, with friends from college. And I couldn't give less of a shit. Couldn't give less of a shit. But there's a format here Yes, that I've been seeing on the TikToks. It's these two guys. I don't know who the fuck they are, but they always – they they're – they're having discussions and they're drafting five of something each mm-hmm. and then they leave it to the comments to decide who has the better draft some things such as fruit cereals and the similar thing now we have a D- we made a d20 table here as we are with with various to do in our hobby of course with various topics some D&D some not we've got Desserts. We've got sandwiches. We've got D and D spells. We've got restaurants, sports, our own TikToks, child birthday party activities, bands, other D and D content creators, and a whole smattering of others. And I think it'll be fun for uh, every episode. We will roll upon this table if, at some point. I believe if you want to know what's on the table, uh, Sam, I believe can we'll screenshot post it, it on uh, on we'll, Instagram. We'll put it on the Instagram. It'll be there. We might highlight it or something. You can do that on Instagram, right? You can Probably. highlight. You oh, can highlight a reel. Figure or it out. Yeah, that's fine. We're definitely doing stories. So I have. Yeah, a D- yeah, I can do it. I have a D twenty here, and uh, we're gonna roll it in the dice tray in the cat bed. It's got a lot of fur in it. If you're but. a friend of the show and want uh, us to roll your D twenty on on for this uh, draft, uh, hit us up. Send and us dice. Yes, yeah. please. We've all. The dice sponsor of the Dungeon Bros being Found Familiar Dice. They don't know that they're the dice sponsor. <laughs> they don't know. They sent us two sets of dice and a lot of pins and stickers. And, and they're great. We love them just so I much. Love, I love it. Like, I, I got the... We both wanted the dark green set just because it worked with what we had. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting it, and I'm playing a ranger right now in my work game, and it's just chef's kiss. Chef's oh, yeah. kiss. Oh, yeah. Now, D20 roll. D20 roll. Here we go. That is a five. A five. Five. Five is board games. Ooh, okay. Board game draft. Now, uh, uh, for board games, are we also including card games such as um, Uno or (sighs) Dutch Blitz? Those I would be inclined to believe. We're not including trading card games or collector card games. Yeah, yeah. I would allow a card game. Anything you might play at a game night. Yes. Anything that you can buy a box of on, on the shelf of a store... And that's the game. Yeah, I agree. Okay. You know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, rollies for who gets first pick? Roll off. For, roll for initiative. Rolling for initiative. I'm going to roll. I'm just going to roll in front of me. Uh, 18. 18. All right. I think I'm getting the number one. Four. You get I, it. I get the number one overall pick. For board games, number one overall pick. The greatest game. The timeless game. Chess. Chess? Okay. Chess. Um, it's 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 the it, it's the greatest game that's ever been made. It's intricate, is intelligent, it's timeless. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong with chess. I'm going to go in the opposite direction and go with my first pick being a new age game. Oh, and actually one of our favorites, Betrayal at House on a Hill. Ooh, Betrayal at House on a Hill is one of those that uh, you can introduce new people to pretty quickly, and if you bring it up, people who have played it are like, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes. It's a solid pick. I can tell you right now, you probably could have gotten that for a third or fourth round. We're only doing five picks, by the way, yes. if that wasn't abundantly clear. But here's the thing. There are just so many board games. There are... Some might say countless. Probably. Some might say that. Some. Now, I think we both have different strategies here because my second pick is going to be Monopoly. Hmm. Personally, I'm not a big fan of Monopoly. Monopoly, one of the great board games of all time. Now, is it slow? No. You're playing it with stupid house rules that make the game slow. <laughs> if you play it, rules as written, none of the free parking money bullshit, none of the, like, just play it rules as written. Mm. It is a quick game. You can nail it out in an hour and a half. Classic. Classic. Big fan. Same. Um... So I'm going to go with I'll I'll, I'll jump back into uh, some of the older games mm-hmm. and I think one of the earliest games that all cost us many friendships. Indeed. Sorry. I how did I? Mm. Damn. I was gonna, that was gonna be my number three pick. <laughs> Sorry is a great game. Great. It ruins many childhood friendships and uh, 
played it once again in my 20s and man I nearly I was at a bar at the time nearly kicked the other people out anyway Mm -mm -mm. Mm. that's a tough one that's a, that's a tough one to have to see come off the board like that. Third pick. Third pick. Uno. That's a good one. Got to go with Uno. I mean, it, easy game to pick up. Easy yeah. game to learn. Timeless. Everyone knows Uno. Everyone loves Uno. Everyone gets fucked by Uno. <laughs> it, it gets all. It's get. It gets all of the main pillars of board game. It really does. You know. Hmm. I'll also go with a card game for, for my third pick, and uh, that's going to be Go Fish. Go Fish. Go Fish. It's the it's one of the first games kids learn to play as a as a youngster. That is an outside the box pick. And and you really gotta if you don't start mm-hmm. with Go Fish, I don't mm-hmm. think you're gonna get into the hobby. Wow, that's a solid pick. That is a that's a damn good pick. That is a damn good pick. Going with my flyer pick here. This one, this one, I'm going. I'm, it's a bit of a reach, but I feel like it's going to play out for me well in the end. Um, we're going werewolf. Werewolf, you, yeah. Um, big fan. You're a big fan of werewolf, especially werewolf. the single night werewolf. I will. I will. Mm, do you, do I need to distinguish between? I'll say werewolf no. and okay. I'll say no. Okay. I, it, well, Another one of those games that was once niche that blew up into popularity quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I'll say that's, that's that format even uh, is, yes. is with Mafia, with Werewolf, with Avalon, Avalon, same kind of thing. You Werewolf even, is the one that like stuck. You could even push it into like video, modern video games with Among Us because mm-hmm. that's that same style of mm-hmm. uh, social deduction. Mm-hmm. All right. For my fourth pick. Oh, boy. Um... I'm, I'm going to go uh, back into a little bit into the new age, and we're going to go with Munchkin. 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 I was considering Munchkin as well. It's it's one of those that I feel everybody plays and uh, is is definitely like their first, or like a foray into fantasy. Like, oh, we played D&D? Well, I played Munchkin before. Cool. Not the same thing at all, but I get it. Yeah, Munchkin. Yeah. Munchkin's great. There's so many Love varieties. Oh, my God, Superhero, yes. Pathfinder. We have a Critical Role Munchkin. There's so many different branded Munchkins. That that's a that's one that's a really good value pick, really good value pick for your fourth for your fourth slot. All right, for my for my final pick, for my final pick, another one of our new favorites, Red Dragon. Ah, if you weren't if you didn't take it, I was going to. <laughs> didn't take out. I I, I sensed that that one was going to be coming off the board here, <laughs> either way, but I mean. There's a reason we bought two sets and then immediately bought a third set that came with the big box to put all of the cards into. It's it's quick, it is entertaining. Mm-hmm. It it's a it, you, very easy to grasp, very easy to throw people into. It is very fun, very fun. Final pick of the for my final pick. Um, I'm gonna head. It, I'm I'm gonna go with a party game here. Um. I, it, was, it wasn't one that I wasn't introduced until college, but then once I once I learned it, basically everybody I knew played it, uh, and that would be some people call it Salad Bowl, other people call it Monikers. I've not heard of either of those. You've played Salad Bowl with me. Oh I, my gosh, that yes, <laughs> yes, it's a what, part. Now, is that a board game? So the ver- so there is a board game version called monikers which is the same idea except instead of so in salable everybody writes down their their suggestions for the the Mm. the prompts Mm. in monikers Mm. it's a printed game that you pull from draft you draft from card lists okay okay um not gonna lie surprised that's on the board at all right now final lineup sam's team betrayal of house on the hill sorry go fish Munchkin and Salad Bowl slash Monikers. My draft, Connor's draft, Chess, Monopoly, Uno, Werewolf, Red Dragon Inn. We'll leave it up to the TikTok chat if there's anyone in the TikTok chat as well as uh, the comment section of wherever this wherever is posted. This is, yeah. So um, we could probably even post them onto the Instagram if we wanted to. I'd, I'd, uh, I think that's an, that's an idea that we can definitely Isn't execute it? on. And then... Absolutely. If anybody votes, we'll announce that 
next podcast, of course. Now, I think I decidedly have the better team. Decidedly so, I might say. I think it... Uh, eh. you, you've got... You, you went highlighting here to make sure we don't... I think I think your strongest pick was Sorry and Go Fish. I think... I think uh, yeah. Betrayal, betrayal. whilst popular, I don't know if it has the broad appeal that you would want out of a, num- a number one overall pick. I think, well, if this happens on Instagram, which it might, uh, a lot of the accounts that follow us are heavy board gaming they games. Are. They and, are. Uh, Monopoly, while you said, yes, there is there's the, if you play it correctly, it can be very snappy. Monopoly is um, the game. There, I mean, I recently found out there is a Monopoly World Championship. There is. Every year. There is. One of I my favorite not. games growing up was the Lord of the Rings edition of Monopoly. <laughs> I never like. Oh, there's one reason, but I also ne- I I can I've never I've never enjoyed Monopoly, um, but that's just me. Yeah. All right, Chess, we're gonna, we're gonna need definitely. a we're gonna need a replacement now for this table. Mm-hmm. What, are we, what are we feeling? We got we we have some other options that we didn't make the initial cut. Anime, medicines, whiskeys, drinks to order at a bar. Articles of clothing. Smells good. Smells bad. Months. D&D feats. Classes. Pets. D&D monsters. Vegetables. Some of the things that we came up with. If you have any suggestions, please let us know on any of our socials. And uh, we'll, we'll slap the good ones into the list to be added to the board. Indeed. And we will continue this trend. I think it's fun. I think we should put anime in there. Anime? Let's put it in. Replacing board games with anime. Replacing board games with anime. I'm unhighlighting it as well. That makes that makes sense. Boop. <laughs> what? You're gonna have to clear. You do that. Okay. Now that we're done with the waffling about for 24 minutes, some good waffling. We waffle. By the time it's cut down, it's probably like 20, 21. Sure. Regardless. Sure. Not a lot of meat to talk about in the D&D world. Um, currently, we are post um, one D&D survey. Mm-hmm. And we are waiting for the next one D&D drop, which will presumably happen sometime at the beginning of October. We have, we have not heard uh, of a peep from Wizards of the Coast not about when that's going to be dropped yet. A peep. Uh, we also have uh, the Dragons of Stormwreck Isle being released outside of Target in the coming week. But uh, we got we got two big things to talk about. First first topic of the day, as uh, written by many a publication, I am reading off of Nerdarchy, an amazing amazing group of people, been around for a while. They're some of the OGs for tabletop gaming. Uh, Wizards of the Coast launching an education initiative with teaching materials and after school club kits featuring the Dragons of Stormwreck Isle. Materials were developed by Wizards of the Coast to coincide with the start of the new academic year. Students returned to the classroom, some for the first time since the 2020 pandemic began. Teaching resources and after-school club material kits are available from Wizards of the Coast, and they aim to help with the concerns that parents and educators have about the effect on interactions among students and with teachers by providing a platform using Dungeons & Dragons for social activities and educational learning. Uh, there's many quotes in there. One uh, elementary school teacher from Ontario, Canada has implemented this. And for her students, they've been getting into it so much that they want her to buy more books for the classroom. They're reading them at recess and taking notes and talking about it. Uh, there are two versions of this kit for grades four through six and then six through eight that have slightly different um slightly different opportunities for educators, how to incorporate them into lesson plans. The big thing here, it includes the Dragons of Stormwreck Isle, a start, the starter set, along with instructions and guidelines for club organizers, a demo, a guide for dungeon masters, a guide for dungeon masters, character cards, and materials that help advertise a D&D club with a poster, with a poster to, no, that wording doesn't work out. And all of that is provided at no cost. They've partnered with the International Literacy Association for a series of webinars as well on how to use D&D for learning opportunities. Uh, No details on how to reach out to Wizards of the Coast to get these kits if you are a part of a school and you want to implement it, but that's fucking awesome. Yeah. 
that's I it, we with uh, Stranger Things season four having recently dropped. Uh, there was a D and D club in that production, um, and and I think that uh, of a lot of media and a lot of people who talk about their old D and D clubs, it was very demonized. It was the, it was the uh, the age of the of the fantasy scare throughout the world. But uh, to bring to bring D and D in as an educational tool with all the, I mean, shoot, we we've we've learned things just having played normal types of D and D with no guidelines. Oh yeah. Being a dungeon master, you gotta look things up. When uh, when you have a character that's a sailor, you suddenly have to become master of boats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I th- this is so exciting. Um, I coach swimming. Uh, the kids that I coach are aged thirteen to fourteen, so like that eighth grade freshman year kind of age. This is the kind of thing that I part of me has always been like that'd be really cool to implement, and then the other part of me is like, there are we have a team of like over one hundred and twenty kids. If there's like a dozen of them that want to get involved, that's a lot of D and D that that's I have to run. D and D, you know. So there's that angle of it too. But the I, I this is awesome, and I mean, I it's know. also one of those things. It's like okay, the, you know, you as the educator maybe have to start by doing a lot of D and D, but eventually, you know, you can empower some of the kids to be like, all right, well, it's your turn now. Yeah, or even. Even a great thing of there's the fourth to sixth grade and then the sixth to eighth grade, getting some of maybe eighth graders mm-hmm. to come into the fourth to sixth grade after after school activities and then have them DM for the younger kids yeah. as well. A L- lot of learning on improv there. <laughs> a lot of learning on leadership. Great idea. Surprised that they haven't implemented it yet, though I'm sure it's something they've been thinking about for a very, very long time and have just been waiting for schools to return to in-person. Right. And then this will also uh, grow the future of our hobby where, you know, fourth graders through eighth graders can't really purchase D&D books right now. But when they turn like adults. When they turn adults also. Christmas. Christmas. Birthdays. WizKids minis just flying off the shelves. If you're if you're learning to play D and D and you want to get into D and D, don't buy minis first. No, <laughs> they're a treat. <laughs> they're a treat. They're a treat. Anyway, anyway, now on to some opposite news. Opposite, not happy news. Uh, one eighty. One eighty. Yeah, just complete flip. Serious. All right. Serious. Serious voice. Serious voice. Wizards of the Coast has asked courts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not that serious. All right. <laughs> Wizards of the Coast has asked courts to stop Ernie Gygax from using the TSR trademarks. Wizards bought the TSR brand and its games back in 1997, but the new TSR is claiming that the trademarks have lapsed and plan to publish a new edition of Star Frontiers. Last year, Gygax and the company were accused of making racist and transphobic remarks, and a recently leaked document alleged to be a copy of Star Frontiers included racist rules based on character race. Wizards uh, Injunction asserts that while they did not renew the trademarks for TSR, they have retained them by licensing out the old game materials for digital distribution since 2012. They claim that the publishing of Star Frontiers would cause irreparable harm to its trademarks. The article then delves into TSR's owners, Ernie Gygax and Justin Lanassa, and Star Frontiers author Dave Johnson, um, remarks and activities over the past few years, which are notably racist, sexist, and hateful. The story goes ever on with this. Yes, we uh, reported last time. Um, we were just hearing about this, and now we have a little bit more information. A bit more. Um, a little more flavor, a little more details that help clear up a bit of the vagueness. Yeah, it definitely sounds like Wizards wants to retain these two trademarks of TSR and Star Frontiers. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas last time we were thinking, why not let it die on the vine? Well, they, they sound like they might want to f- yeah. hold on and use them in the future. Basically, we just have a bit more information. And obviously, if, if you're the owner of a trademark, even if the trademark is lapsed, you still own it. Mm-hmm. It's just the you can't really enact any 
you don't have any litigation options should someone infringe upon it anymore if you let it lapse. I believe that's the case. Don't don't write in lawyers, please. Yeah, yeah we're not lawyers. If you want to be a lawyer correspondent, we will pay you in um, love, love and affection, <laughs> consensual love and affection. That yeah. being said, if you do own trademarks, don't let them lapse, guys. Come on. Yeah. And the publishing of uh, Star Frontiers with that kind of content, if anyone's like, who the, f- what the fuck is this company? And they search Star Frontiers, Wizards of the Coast is going to pop up. So I get it. Um, as I said last time, if it really is that bad, let it die on the vine. That's just me. I get it. They don't want to be associated with it, but you are. And... So is Ernie Gygax and the new TSR and anyone that's getting into the hobby and then they see Star Frontiers and they're like, that's fucked up. They're going to see TSR and they're not going to immediately make the jump to Wizards of the Coast unless they know the history. And if they know the history, then they know that they're not the same entities. You got to flex, you got to, you got to flex that, uh, that, you know, you got to, you got to let the lawyers do something. They're on the payroll. That's they're true. on, they're on that's retainer. Though so Wizards has been. Sending out cease and desist orders all over, so... Uh. We will continue to keep you updated. Now, those are the only real main Mm -hmm. topics that we have. Light news weeks. Light news week. We got a a little plethora of wrap-up items here. All right, wrapping up. um, October 7th will be the release for two... Uh, Magic the Gathering sets. First, the Unfinity, which will be Magic's fourth unset, that turns away from traditional Magic the Gathering fantasy tropes and into a more whimsical multi-spaceship carnival and amusement park filled with robots, aliens, goblins, elves, vampires, and zombies. As one does. As one does. As one does. These These unsets are where, if you're vaguely familiar with uh, Magic the Gathering, silver-bordered cards come from, and they often have new and untested mechanics. Um, and they are decidedly not standard. They're decidedly not standard and definitely not allowed in competitive play. Uh, 100%. Uh, the other sets, sets dropping on October 7th are the Warhammer 40K. Uh, these are four new commander decks that include the forces of the Imperium, Necron Dynasties, Tyranid Swarm, and Ruinous Power-themed uh, commander decks based on the lore and mechanics from Warhammer 40K. Don't know too much about Warhammer myself personally, but from what I've been seeing online, uh, people are very fond of what's going to be included in these precon decks. Yeah, it looks so. like the precon decks are are just stocked with uh, new cards, and mm-hmm. each each one is very flavorful. Um, I, I've watched a couple of the breakdowns. Good shit. Probably, I'm probably not going to spend any money on it unless maybe I just just want another commander deck that's like forty bucks. Our friend, our friend Darren, on the other hand, definitely will. Yes. If I buy another commander deck, I'm going to get Painbow from Dominaria. Get Painbow, the five, yeah, the five, five color, color one. That's yeah. The mana base is too good. Next, we had positive Wizards of the Coast. We had ooh ooh corporations suing each other. Now we put another positive Wizards of the Coast. They sent a D20 to space. <laughs> Literally. They ce- one of the ways they celebrated the release of the Spelljammer sci-fi setting for D&D, they sent a 20-sided die into space. They put it in a Star Moth Spelljammer on a space balloon. They have a full video up on YouTube <laughs> where it sends it, the video depicts the die's journey past all of the clouds uh, where you can begin to see the curvature of the Earth. You're actually in space. And uh, they set it all to um, the album that they made for Spelljammers called Spelljam, like a synth-heavy kind of ridiculousness. And the D20, because it's space, there's not really an up no. per se. But at one point, the 20 100% just kind of like shows itself to the camera. So uh, natural 20 in space for Spelljammers. Natural 20 in space for Spelljammers. Yep. And we were talking about this earlier, but uh, saw a thing that said... The picture is ludicrous, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. So we were talking earlier. Uh, there, This morning I saw a thing that said uh, Hilton has been tapped to build a space hotel. It should be completed by 2027. So... 2027? Yeah. That's only f- uh, less than five years now. So you might be able to book what your fuck your your spelljammer adventuring party, uh, their final boss battle in space at a Hilton. 
can we start a Spelljammer campaign now? <laughs> like, if, like if we start like a like at level three or something, we can do the fucking Light of Xerixis, and then we can carry on. I mean, by the time we get through a D and D book adventure, we're probably going to be like a decade from now, right? <laughs> the rate we go. Whiskits. Whiskits. Yes. The uh, Lord Soth. One of the most iconic villains from the Dragonlance setting is getting a WizKids mini. He will appear in the Shadow of the Dragon Queen campaign and the Warriors of Kryn board game. The Lord Soth on, on Greater Death Dragon figure will retail at $119.99, with the added bonus that Soth himself can be removed and used as an individual mini. That's fucking awesome. While the Dragonlance titles will be released in December of this year, the mini will not be released until April of 2023. Uh, there's also the Red Ruin and Red Dragon Owl, which is another dragon rider and dragon, which is a little bit cheaper. A little cheaper. A nine ninety nine. But it's not Lord Soth. It's not Lord Soth. The the fucking the image they have with it is just oh, they're super cool. Chef's kiss. Um, also, Lord Soth uh, originally in D and D five e referenced in the Monster Manual with the Death Knight mm-hmm. stat block. Yeah, learned that from the article. <laughs> Didn't know that off the top of my head. I don't want to claim that I did. Did you, I mean have you have you read the Death Knight Monster Manual in, uh, article or uh, you know little flavor text? I can't say that I have. I don't think I have either. To be honest <laughs> with you, it's a cool thing, but I just love that he's uh, removable from the dragon. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, that's it's the fucking future, my dude. That's awesome. That is very awesome. Next. Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro. They make action figures. They do. And uh, they went back to the D&D cartoon show from the 80s. In 1983 cartoon, a group of kids enter a Dungeons & Dragons amusement park ride and find themselves transported into a fantasy realm. They have magical bodies and embody different character classes from the game. There is a new D&D cartoon classics line of action figures that brings three of those kids into three dimensions, along with their mentor and their arch foe. Uh, originally, these characters only ever appeared as PVC figures in Europe. So this is the first proper, like, American, Western release of this. And each of them is going to have fully articulated... Each of the figures is going to be fully articulated with their signature weapon, and they all also include a special die apiece. And if you buy the whole set of these action figures, you will get a complete set of dice that is unique to them. We've got, of course, Hank the Ranger. Hank the Ranger. Diana the Acrobat. Diana the Acrobat. Bobby the Barbarian. Bobby the Barbarian. With Baby Unicorn Uni. Uni. And, and... The two-pack of the Dungeon Master and Venger. Venger. Venger's going to have his big wings. He also has alternate spell-casting hands. Figures are going to be... <sighs> Target exclusive. Damn it, Hasbro. Target exclusive. But after September 30th, only Venger and the Dungeon Master one will continue to be exclusive to Target. The individual figures, so the three characters, Hank, Diana, and Bobby, are going to be twenty four ninety nine, and the two-pack... Of the Dungeon Master and Venger will be forty nine You'll get the... It looks like you get to the D20 and D10 with the Dungeon Master and Venger. It looks like you get the D8 with Hank the Ranger. You get another D20 with Diana. And then the D12 with Bobby the Barbarian. Hmm. No D6. No D4. No percentile. Actually, no, no, it looks like the percentile is the Dungeon Master one. It's just small print. Yeah. So two D20s, percentile without the other D10, (laughs) D8, and a D12. Again, this is wave one. (laughs) I presume after wave two, you will have a completed set with D4, D6, and D10 to complete the set. Unless they're planning on doing a 46s because they did uh, did advantage die. I mean, I I feel like I feel like the standard array of seven polyhedral plus an additional d20 is common enough. Yeah, yeah I guess most 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 uh, dice purveyors sell in seven or eleven usually. So. Yeah. Yeah. And last but not least, this one's from Broadway World. Broadway DNA. 
acquires the licensing rights for the Dungeons and Dragons off-Broadway production, Here There Be Dragons. First premiered in late spring, early summer, in June 2022. Follows a tight-knit group of Dungeons and Dragons players embarking on their final quest the night before their college graduation. Seems cool, but the president and CEO of Broadway DNA stated the compelling and relatable story complemented by an electric toe-tapping score has won the hearts of theater-going audiences and enthusiastic role-play fans of all ages in New York. With plenty of opportunities for fun, quote, stage magic, we can't wait to see how theaters around the country and around the world bring their creativity and new ideas to this monster of a musical. Here There Be Dragons has been so popular that it has been picked up and can now be licensed out to the rest of America outside of the off-Broadway productions in New York and worldwide. Very fun. Very exciting. Exciting. If they ever came to the Aronoff in Cincinnati, I'd go see it. Sure. We would uh, we, we would, would, see we'd, we'd do a spoiler cast on that. 100%. 100%. Now, that's all we got for the news items today. Again, light news week. Light news week. Now... We don't just podcast. No, we do other things. We do other things. We like the YouTubes. We do. We're trying to do more of the YouTubes, particularly because the YouTubes uh, seems to have picked up some of our videos. They're quite quite heavily. (laughs) Quite a bit. And uh, they've they've been doing quite well. You can check out our YouTube video in the link tree in the bio of all of our social media. Sam, as we have discussed previously, has the Instagram Mm -hmm. that we post many pictures. Hopefully we remember to post the D20 table. I will of, uh, do that of very draft, of various draft items. You also can find us on the Drive Through RPG, where we have free monthly homebrew supplements. Last month's was the Maronite, a fighter subclass that is inspired from our Blood Magic and Hemocraft supplement, a mm-hmm. twenty-eight, pa- a sorry, thirty-eight page Blood Magic supplement compatible with Fifth Edition that you can get on Drive Through RPG for four ninety-nine. Next month, the month of October, Sam is going to be releasing his beloved. Necromancer Wizard. Mm-hmm. Now you might be saying, Connor, Sam, Dungeon Bros. There already is a Necromancer Wizard. You know, there's a school of Necromancy Wizard. You're fucking idiots. It's like no. No. There is a school of Necromancy Wizard. We could do better. We can do better. We can do better. We we wanna we wanna we wanna feel like a necromancer. We want to be dead. No, we want to raise the dead. <laughs> Some people raise the roof, we raise the dead. We raise the dead. Of course, you can listen to this podcast on the YouTubes as well as podcasting services around the globe. Apple, Google, Spotify, microwave ovens, regular ovens. Yeah. My my cat's uh, water fountain bowl. That was, that was a new one that we had that ju- a, just added. New addition. new addition. Jester, big fan. Big fan. Big fan of the water. Drinks the water. Drinks it. Slurps it up. Doesn't, doesn't it down. Doesn't get uh, chapped chin. She, she does not. She, she The decided lack of chin acne shows to me that this was a good maneuver i agree it was a good play to make i got all the, i got all, oh of course the tiktok the tiktok the tiktok which we, we had, live we had on almost now. a half million views on the fucking ar clee yeah thing from genshin impact i don't even know i don't even know that was fun why is it always our videos that we don't think <laughs> for anything the ones that get all the fucking views because we don't understand <laughs> life <laughs> Lastly, you can find the link in the link tree in the bio for our Discord server where over 230, I believe 230, 220 at least, at least over 230 people currently are. We have a looking for groups channel. You can ask us questions to answer here on the podcast. And as is tradition, I made the event to the Discord way too late and nobody asked us a question. Well... We'll do better next time. Yes. Go into the Discord and tell me how to, I can do better, as well as uh, hop, in, hop in the Looking for Group channel. There, there hasn't been a game in a little while, but uh, some of, uh, some of the, the server staples, DK Alexander, for example, loves running games. So be sure to check it out. Yeah. Now, Samuel. Now, Connor. At last, we come to the end of the show where we want to take any questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, and or ideas, usually starting with those in the Discord server, but... Also from the TikTok, where you can watch us live recording the podcast every week. When I remember to um, put the live event up more than like five hours in advance, that's fair. You'll be able to 
plan for it more accordingly. We try what to we do these prime time. Sometimes we do these in the middle of the workday. Of course. What do we got? Um, Gisela Sophie says, I have a session on Wednesday. Then she asks, nice. thoughts on multiclassing 5e Rogue and Artificer? Now, Rogue, one of the great martial subclasses. One of the decidedly standout performer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Level Rogue. We are not particularly fond of the Artificer. Yeah, the Artificer, uh, uh, I, you know, trying, I've tried to build one before, and it's just there. there's so many directions that it wants to pull like it they they definitely they they kind of got the idea with we really want a lot of customizability but then they didn't make it cohesive yeah that if you if you want to know what went wrong with the artificer look in depth at what went right with the warlock Mm -hmm. warlock the ultimate customizable class between subclasses invocations the pact boons Mm -hmm. there's such a variety of options available and no two warlocks are going to be alike I mean, literally, they will be. Yeah, but right, yeah. No two warlocks. It, you know what I'm fucking. There's saying. so many ways to play. So though. many ways to play. So many ways to play. The artificer. So many ways to play. But they aren't as good. Yeah. In many ways. You're kind of because you're all you're pulling some spells, but they're not all that great spells. And you're and you're pulling your subclass, but your subclass is kind of lackluster, all of them. And you're and you're pulling your your little inventions and your creations of artifice or your or your fucking dog thing or your mm-hmm. turret or whatever. But it, it an example that I that I that I've been hearing from many of the Magic the Gathering videos I've been watching lately. There's there's like. There's some good bones there. There's some good elements, but there's no real plan. Yeah, for what they do. I would say if if you, I mean, obviously, do what you want. Um, if you want to re- multi-class a rogue and an artificer, go for it. Because the only wrong way to play D and D is not to play it. If you, but or if you're to play with Sam. Oh, you, most of the <laughs> games you play are with me. Um, as far as if you want, like maybe you want the the gun part of it because mm-hmm. a gun rogue or something like that. Um, just ask your DM if you can flavor it. Yeah, that'd, that'd be my suggestion. Why couldn't you flavor a longbow or a shortbow as a pistol or a musket, or go into the DMG and grab a pistol or a musket? They're not as good as a short bow and a long bow. And I don't think any DM is going to look at the two and be like, oh, well, this is basically a long bow with the loading property. Yeah, sure, fine. <laughs> yeah, that's how I would do it. I, mean, I digress. Anyway, uh, D&D Pod. Um, um, we've, ta- we've talked to those guys Love before those guys. a little bit. Uh, they said, I'm listening through my fridge right now. No. I... You better send us a video of that. <laughs> if you send us a video of you watching this on your fridge, I... If you can do it in the Alton so Brown uh, Good Eat <laughs> setup where you, ha- where you have the camera in the fridge and you're listening. That would be just... That, w- that would make my week. At least. At least make my week. Possibly my month or even my year. And then he says, uh, do you guys record any actual play? Not yet. Not yet. We've we've had uh, aspirations for some time now. Most of our D&Ding is in person. And uh, if you go to, for example, the role-playing degenerates, they love doing the live mm-hmm. uh, TikToks where they basically just have a camera set up in the corner of the room looking down on them playing D&D. That seems like, very, that seems like something very achievable that we could very easily figure out to do. Um, I would like to have my phone on me when we're playing D&D. Yeah. So there, there's that. <laughs> yeah, I think we, uh, if anything, we would want to use the actual play to kind of test a setup and kind of get things together for a more, for just more production. Yes. Than just, uh, than just some D and D. We, we would also. I feel like if we were to do a live play, we would need to start with virtual play. Mm-hmm. The, the workflow in production is so much simpler. Uh, we have, we've had wonderful aspirations of using this table that we love to play D&D on and rigging up lighting around here and cameras and feeding them all into a, 
and feeding them all into a computer and streaming mm-hmm. a la critical role dimension 20 the like etc um that's not in the cards right now no I we are say. we are what you would call dying on the inside <laughs> yes <laughs> busy unrelated but yes and if we were to do a live play i think the set and forget option just slap it up in the corner mm-hmm. let it hang out if we were to for example i don't know tiktok maybe let us fucking use our pc to live stream that'd be with pretty a cool. fucking webcam like some people can but not everyone and there's no real way to request it or get it unlocked for your account not salty <laughs> then we would do that and then we would go to uh probably probably like a discord call or something hmm. And, and do a virtual play thing. Knowing how we like to play, one of the cameras would, we, we would pull out an extra laptop or something, and we would have just an additional camera in there that's a battle map that we actually set up on the table, because that's how we like to play. Yeah. Would that be a great viewing experience? That's a question mark. So... Yeah, there's a. We've definitely thought of it. We've thought of it. We've 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 formulated plans, but and it would, and it would be great to get some of our our beloved D and D creators that we like and are friends with to join us for some of those games. I think that would be great. I think it'd be great too. Neither here nor there. Next Maybe week. it is both here and there. Oh. Well, next D and D pod says uh, it's the the uh, the smiley face emoji except is doing that and has icicles hanging off it and is blue because he is in the fridge. Oh, oh. <laughs> when when this live is done, I better be going on to your your TikTok and seeing a video of that cuz that's amazing. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> moving on. That's that's it. That's all we got. That's all we got. This is a short one. That's okay. That's, you know, it's the middle of a it's the middle of a Monday work day. It's the middle of the night. It's not it's the middle of the day. Middle of the night. I was gone all weekend. You were doing things, I'm sure. Oh, I was doing just so many things. Just so many things. So many. One of those things I got around to finally watching all of the three of the Fantastic Beast movies. Oh yeah. With uh, with the lady friend. First one's pretty good. First one's good. Second one, also good. Third one. Yeah. They should have kept Johnny Depp. They should have kept Johnny Depp. Maybe not told that story. Yeah, yeah. That just the third one just wasn't. It didn't answer any questions. It didn't. I have many thoughts on that yeah. movie, which. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's all the time we have. Today that's all we have for the Dungeon Bros podcast. Y'all in the TikTok, we love you, or at least like you moderately. And in the meantime, peace.